Hey guys, Dan and Cannon here. Cannon, are you going to the Fence Workers Association's uh, fence show? Oh, you better believe it. And I'm going to get in for free, Dan, and I'm going to tell you how you can get in for free, too. Hey, just click that link below the show and enter code MFL50. That's MFL50, Dan. We'll get three days free admission to the exhibit floor to the Fence Show and Security Expo, Las Vegas, Nevada, August 2023. Cannon Johnson and Dan Blanc are just two guys who love the fencing industry and are here to help you grow your company and find solutions to your business challenges. You're listening to My Fence Life. Powered by Southwest Automated Security. So buckle up and hold on tight as they take you on this ride called My Fence Life. What is up, Fence fam? Hey, guys, welcome to the realest and the baddest Fence show on the freaking planet. Hey, guys, we got to make it official. We got to release the date. Today is Wednesday, October the 12th, and the time is 6.45 p.m. Central Daylight Time. I'm rocking my freaking expert stainless steel hat. Thank you, Caleb, for sending that my way. I really appreciate it. Hey, guys, my Fence Life, let's talk about it. This show is for you. This show is for us. We call it My Fence Life, and if you're out here living the fence life, you understand just how real the fence life can be. If you like the show, do us a favor and share the show. Tell a friend, and also, just so you know, there are three shows every week. Thanks to my good old buddy, your pal, Dan Blanc. He's always freaking recording shows for you guys. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and every other major podcast platform out there. Hey, guys. My name is Cannon Johnson. I'm with Jackson Fence Company in Medina, Tennessee. We do all things fence with a stronghold in the residential fence market and a growing focus on gate automation and commercial fencing. And this is my co-host, my good old buddy, oh, pal, Dan Blanc. He's the new official voice over in fence, and we are never going (laughs) to win up that. I'm so proud of him. Dan Blanc, we call him the Fence King from Mandeville, Louisiana. Dan, I'm so glad you're here. The Fence King is known for its beautiful wood fence and providing privacy, security, and peace of mind since 1999. Hey, guys, welcome to the show. This is our show, My Fence Life. Everybody, everybody, let's get into it. Get started. Get started. Get started. Get started. Hey. All right, all right, all right. Dano, Dano, Dano. Hey, look, we're coming live tonight from the Southwest Automated Security Studio, your one-stop shop for gate automation, access control, video surveillance, hardware, and more with 19 locations. Southwest Automated Security will get the products that you want to your doorstep fast. Visit southwestautomated.com. Yeah, man, we got experts stain and seal. You know them. You love them. 18 different odor-free flavors. Boy, you heard that tongue tie I got right there? Three-year warranty, no back brushing, finest product on the market. Hit the uh, link in our uh, show notes, man, and you can find an expert saying to seal Neil you. You can find, uh, what else, upcoming events. Good stuff, man, realgoodstain.com. Who else we got, Cannon? Hey, we also got D&D Technologies. I think I skipped one, but that's the name brand and gate hardware. The creator, the creator of the Magnalatch, the one and true Magnalatch, and also the Shed It Badass Hinge. If it doesn't say D&D, it's not. It's not badass. badass. That's right. My salesman, the absolute best way to save money for your company. Get rid of those tire kickers, boy. Hey, give Rachel a call. Say Dan and Cannon said, I get a 60-day trial because I listen to my fence life. 
And uh, she might be mad, but she'll be all right. We love you, Rachel. (laughs) My salesman, get rid of those tire kickers. Job Nimbus, the best contractor software. Get your free 14-day trial today at JobNimbus.com. Be more profitable, be more efficient, be more organized. Job Nimbus, making contractors look like heroes to their Man, customers. Yeah, you're right. Job-nimbus.com. I love me some Job Nimbus, baby. Matt, CleverFox.online. Man, Benji is kicking ass and taking names. Helping the show run like it does. Making heroes out of... Uh, Contractors just like Job Nemes. He's almost like Job Nemes, man. He's like the Superman of marketing. Go ahead and hit up Benji. He's uh, got more than 40 companies on the World Wide Web. And finally, we got Fence Track, brand new up there in the top left corner of the screen, the leader in steel privacy and horizontal fence systems. Fence Track is the strong option and it's great for residential and commercial projects and it comes with a 20 year warranty. What? Visit fencetrack.com. And frame your imagination. What do you think about that, Dano? <laughs> I like it, man. I like that. I kind of got, got off back there a little bit earlier on. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, so guys, man. we got this little script deal, and and Dan is 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 blue, and I'm yellow, and uh, I read some blue. Everything else I got is blue, and uh, yeah, you messed me up on the yellow, bro. I'm not used to it. But look, I think you should play some fucking hype music right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm riding dirty right now. So. We got Kenny Dugan in the comments tonight talking about, hey, it must be it must be time for my fence life because it's Wednesday night and I just fired up the grill. Kenny, I'm jealous. I just ate some freaking cold barbecue out the refrigerator and all my guys <laughs> drank my freaking beer and I'm back to drinking this Ozark the spring water. I'm not real, real happy about it. Well, man, I got a review for us. I got a good review. This one's on Facebook this time. My Fence Life Podcast is a fence industry melting pot. Whether you're a newcomer or a seasoned fence company, you can relate to many of the topics Dan and Cannon put out there weekly. To hear many of the same struggles we all face and how others are solving these issues create a network of people that are better as a whole. Keep doing what you're doing. He did a little sign like this with his hand. Jeff like Kephart, Barricade Fence and Deck. Thank you, Jeff Beckhart. Kephart. Thank you, Jeff. Did I say that right? All right, guys. So here's the deal. We do a few different types of shows. And tonight, Dan and I, we've, we've, we've scheduled in a MFLQA. Uh, that's just our way of saying Q&A, MFL style. So, hey, look, here's the deal. We're going to bring the answers. You bring the questions. We've already got some scripted that you've already sent to us, and we're going to hit some of those up tonight. But here's the deal. The first thing we got to get out of the way, we got to talk about what we talk about. And we talk about bourbon. We talk about beer. And we talk about business. So, Dan, I know you're the bourbon guy. What you got going over there? Man, what am I? Oh, I'm on the same thing as last week, bro. Wiseman. Oh, that's the back of the bottle. Dude, this is good stuff. Goes down easy. Nice. And it's only like What's 50 bucks a bottle. Over here? My team drunk all of my bush light in the last two hours while I was back here talking to you. So I, like I just said, am drinking Ozarka spring water. It's going to be one of those nights where I'm just laser focused, uh, evidently. And it might be a better, uh, it might be better for all of us that, 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 that happened. But anyways, um, uh, 
I usually drink Bush Light uh, this time of, this time of day on Wednesday, and and that's not what's happening. So it is what it is. Hey guys, let us know in the comments that you're here. Uh, chime in. Uh, if you don't know what to say, just let us know what you're sipping on. If you're just sipping on some Ozark or water, let us know. That's 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 in style tonight too. So uh, <laughs> can't wait to find out about it. Um, what else we got, Dano? I don't know, man. We got what we got: Susan K. Worley, Joseph Rivers, Terry Batto. Back it up, Terry. Jeremy, Jeremy, I'll let you say his last name. Vietch, what I say. <laughs> Vietch, what? <laughs> Kenny Dugan's in here, man. So uh, I don't know, bro. We got some uh, some questions and answers that people have been hitting us up in our inbox. I made a post on um, on Facebook about my uh, receptionist, I guess, my answering service, overflow receptionist is what we call it. And uh, I had a guy in my inbox was like, well, I had a couple of them. Hey, Dan, I saw your post about uh, your call service you use. Could you send me the name? If you get a referral credit, I'll use your name, of course. The one I've been using is terrible. Um, I'm actually using a company called Answer Force. Took me a couple times to get the uh, script right. But we got it right, man, and I am starting to get reports from Google stating that we got calls that are being answered from Google on the weekends, and uh, it's working. It really is. Uh, Answerforce.com. No, we don't get a referral. We just uh, like to help you guys out and give you some info that works. And what I like about it is is they integrate with uh, Zapier, and I set up a Zap whenever I get a new customer. They ask all the questions that we ask our new customer. And bloop, it drops it in on a board. We come in the next day, and sure enough, oh, new customer, call them up. I even have an automation set up on that column that says, hey, sorry we missed your call. We got your uh, your message, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. What damn blunt? You got this damn feeling software uh, figured out to a T. He's even got people answering the phone and putting stuff in, and that stuff they put in. <laughs> Drops into his 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 freaking uh, his. It's like a museum of automation and organizations <laughs> in, in Dan's computer. And so, uh, Dan is using Answer Force to, to make sure the phone does not go without an answer. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, man, we haven't had a voicemail in uh, since we started with um, six weeks ago. We haven't had a single voicemail. Every single call is answered. If my assistant's on the phone. And uh, somebody calls, it doesn't overflow to anybody's office. It goes to the overflow receptionist. They take the message. If they're an existing customer, we get an email about the message. If they're a new customer, goes into Job Nimbus, man. Same thing with our uh, online um, our online forms. Same difference. It hits our uh, Job Nimbus, and uh, they get a text message like 10 minutes later stating that we got their online form, and someone will be with them. Look, uh, Kenny Dugan, he's looking out for me. He says, somebody Uber eats Cannon a tall boy. Dan, I listen, <laughs> I wish, I'm going I'm to put this on here, 117 East Foster. If, if y'all want to do that, I would, man, I'll be so happy. Medina, Tennessee. What's, what's the name of that company that uh, delivers liquor? It's like Drizzle or something like that. Can they even do that? Can they Uber eats a beer? No, but there's a company that does it here in uh, Louisiana. It's like Drizzle or something. You can order uh you can order alcohol and they deliver it to you. Matter of fact, Joe Everett sent me uh, two bottles of bourbon one day. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it, the funny thing about it is uh, the place that uh, that brought the bourbon is where I buy my bourbon from. And the guy called me up. He's like, dude, did you order bourbon? Don't do that. Just call me and I'll bring it to you so you don't have to pay the fee. <laughs> it was pretty funny. So anyway. Hey, here we go, Dano. Uh, Matt Lowry here. He's switching to Simply on Friday. He says, can you import more than one number into it and have full capability with those numbers, like send video, contact cards, etc." Ooh, I don't know if you can do more than one number. I do know this. I do know that uh, – I don't know. I've never tried to send a video. Any videos I send, I use company cam. So, yeah, I do send videos through, but – I use company cam and I use the share feature where company cam gives me a link. So I shoot the link over to them and I can pick how many pictures or how many videos they want to see and send it over to them. But uh, I think I'm going to be ditching company cam, man, and going to uh, Job Nimbus's uh, photo deal. They're uh, giving company cam a run for their money. And why not have everything in one spot? Hey, so 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 here's my question, Matt. Are you planning on using your 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 cellular phone to to <laughs> to, to handle simply? What what's what's your method? Are you going to be at a computer or, or are you going to use a desk phone? Uh, we use a mixture of three. And when I say we, I say that very lightly. I I can answer this dude right here. Um, I don't know how to use the app on my phone. There's an app on your phone, and I feel like you should be able to send videos. I, I've seen I've seen pictures come and go through there, um, but as far as having more than one number, I'm not sure that I understand what he's saying. You just need a but number. I think he might have like an office number and maybe a Google number, because some people advertise Google numbers. You know, you need to choose the number that you're going to roll with. That's what you, you need to make a decision. <laughs> hey, we're rolling with this number, and just have one number. Period. You know. Yeah. And then figure out how to port that one number and all these other devices that you've got going on. So uh, we, we, we ported a number, um, and then they, they, they actually give you another number, but you don't reveal that number, if that makes sense. You still have the same phone number that people will call. I don't know. I don't know how the hell it works, man. Um, I'm not really sure. I was lost for a second. I was reading Matt's uh Matt's comment. Matt said he's already got engaged with Job Nimbus, but is extremely limited. Only text. Yeah, man. So a lot of people don't realize this, but you can take a phone number and cut it in half and use just the text portion of it and uh, not the voice portion of it. So um, Job Nimbus bought out a company. They named it Engage. And they're now using the texting portion, but they're working on doing the voice. And so we'll see what happens. Job Nemesis taking over all of it. Dude, tell me about it. I've been seeing their stuff on Facebook, and it's insane. Especially that building business uh, podcast they have. It's short, sweet, really good information. Y'all shouldn't go watch it because I think I'm going to steal some of their info and do shows on it. <laughs> so don't hey, go watch I- it. Uh, sorry, I, I was just let everybody know I've got I've got beer coming. Um, so yeah. if you still if you want to send beer, I have to put my address in here, y'all. So like that's I'm committed to the game. If you want to send beer, please. <laughs> but I do I do have it under control, and I don't. I just said, hey, can you bring beer? So I didn't specify. So we'll see. I think I'm going to uh, send a glitter bomb. Y'all should send glitter bombs to that address. So we'll see what we get. <laughs> um, 
Hey, we got Brian. Uh, we got Brian Fred Luminum here. <laughs> Brian FWA. Brian. He says I have one main number, but probably fifteen other marketing numbers for advertising. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people do that. Um, like I don't know. Stall numbers. Huh? Means? Like bathroom stall numbers? Is that what the other ones are? Yeah. <laughs> he goes and just steals bathroom numbers off the wall in the stalls. No, man. Hey, did y'all hear the? Uh, the podcast that dropped this morning, that is, you can only hear on our podcast. You don't have it here live. You don't have it on YouTube. Brian gives an update on everything he's been doing. I was kind of like, where in the world is Brian, man? He's been uh, incognito. So, Hey, so uh, the automation from Matt Lowry, he says the automation is incredible with Engage, but it's goofy texting them one number and calling them another. That is goofy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll get it figured out, man. Trust, trust. Yeah, they're gonna get it figured out. You just caught it in the beta for uh, beta form. Stick with it, man. Job Nemesis does everything top notch, one hundred percent. Can't go wrong. It's a hundred percent early too. Um, all right. So, so, so that was the first Q and A of the day. Dan is using Answer Force as his rollover. If it's called rollover backup phone answering system, Basically, some people call it an answering service, but we we directed them to use the term overflow receptionist. And I've literally called people, and they're like, I, "I see that we had a missed call, and it went to them." And I called, not remembering that the overflow receptionist is getting it. And you know, he's like, oh, I just hung up with uh, your overflow receptionist. I was on the phone with one of your, your people and really thought that they worked for me. Hey, what, what do you, um, what do you, what do they do if like a, like a, it's like a spam or like a, like somebody trying to sell you something, like somebody you don't want to talk to. Like what if the insurance company's calling and trying to sell you some shit? Do they they, do they weed those guys out and um, you get so many calls like that that you can get rid of, but they block the number. They still take a note though and say, "Hey, Affleck called for you." <laughs> no, but have you seen the new Affleck commercials with the goat? Have you seen uh, those? No. So now they got a goat going bad or whatever, but it sounds like he's saying gap because Affleck handles the gap between what your insurance doesn't pay, man. Pretty, pretty funny shit. What is Brian Fred Lubinum saying? He says, "I don't believe in tracking numbers that you don't one hundred percent own." Um, I do know Google numbers can be tracked, uh, but I'm not sure what that's all about. Anyway, man, we got some Q and A's, bro. What we got? All right. So, uh, question number two. Look, guys, we got some really weird questions here. If you got some more, please hit them, hit them, hit them, hit them to us, and uh, Dan's gonna do his best to answer them. Um, <laughs> Dan's gonna do his best. <laughs> All right, uh, here, here's a good Dan question. Um, what do you do about false reviews? We have a couple of reviews from people we've never even worked for. Other than responding, is there anything that can be done? That's from Caleb Gentry. Huh. What, what do you do? About do, you do? Where is that at? What number is that? I see it, number five. So I'll tell you what I do. I use bizrader.com. That's exactly what I do. Go look those guys up, bizrader.com, and uh, you can uh, get in touch with those guys. They help us. Um, they help us with bad reviews, man, and they're doing a great so, job. So, so BizRader is is helping to make sure that those bad reviews don't go public, but they come to you, and and th- but those those are sent to the customer by the company. So that we're sent, we're soliciting our clients for Correct. a review. 
using BizWriter. So those people we know. What he's asking, though, he's getting reviews, bad reviews from people he doesn't know that who would not have that link. You see what I'm saying? Well, I know, man. It's tough. So they say don't respond to them. And if you don't respond to them, you can object. Well, uh, you know, so if you have a false review, you can report them. I just reported one, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. The guy just said, too expensive. I mean, it's not a review. Um, I didn't respond, and I reported it. So I'm waiting to see if it's going to come off. If it doesn't come off, then so be it. But uh, we told him that it's a false review, and we're still waiting for it to come down. Hey, yo, Josh Glover says, don't respond. Tell Google it was a false review, or it was a false review, they'll take it down. Yeah, but as you know, Google works in Google time. So, um, yeah. I'm still waiting on them to uh, to do that. But they'll take them down. So don't respond. I see a lot of people go, hey, I don't see you in my system, blah, blah, blah. I see that so much, I don't believe it anymore. You know? That's how I would handle it. You don't believe what? When they say, I don't see you in my system. Are you sure you're my customer? Blah, blah, blah. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, they'll take it down. I'm just waiting on them to uh, to do it. Um. All right, so... How do you guys? Oh, this is gonna be a canon question. How do you guys transport vinyl materials, making sure not to damage them? I've been using moving blankets, but still, I end up having some Dean scratches here and there. So Wait, he says, "How?" I don't have a problem with my vinyl when I transport it. I get it there; it's perfect. <laughs> well, look, that's from <laughs> that's from TJ TJ Harmon. Um, again, he says, how do you guys transport vinyl, making sure not to damage the product? I've been using moving blankets, but still, I end up having some dings and scratches here and there. So here, here's the deal about vinyl. This is what I'm learning. Great product. It looks tremendous. When done well, it's really, really, really good. It does collect surface scratches easy. So, Dan, I understand what the what he's I, – I understand what he's going through. Um, so, so here's, here's the first thing that you have to do. So I toured, um, I toured a vinyl manufacturing plant in North Carolina. Um, it was Eastern vinyls where they make Everstrong and Illusions vinyl fence. Um, and, and they had a really good process. Like they had super high quality control. I saw now, I also saw them cut some posts, and and they probably cut eight posts. And out of the eight posts, they threw five of them away. They only three made it. That's how that's how extreme the quality control was. And I said, "Dang, that's a lot of posts y'all didn't run through there right then." And he said, "Yeah, well, that those posts had scratches that did not meet quality control." There's a lady who who inspects every post with her fingernail, and if she can feel it, it doesn't pass. Okay, so. He said, however, we knew when we brought that bundle in here that we would have a lot of coals. And they take their coals, just fun fact here, they take their coals, they grind them back down, and they run them through. So they don't throw it away. They just start it back over. They take it back to the raw uh, material and then send it back in. But so he said, we knew that bundle was going to have that problem. So what happened was they had a bundle, which is usually, you know, if you've seen vinyl shipped, it's, it's, it's in a very tight plastic white wrapping usually like super damn near airtight and so what had happened here this bundle had been opened and then just left outside in the parking lot and we've done that a lot you know 
But what's happening when you do that is all the dust and dirt that's in the air is blowing and it's landing on that vinyl that's getting up inside of there. And the scratches come from when you pick that skid up and you start moving it and you got these pieces stacked on top of each other and these little grits of dirt and sand, they're in there. And that product is just vibrating on top of each other, okay? So to answer your question about the vinyl, first thing you got to do is you got you to gotta figure out a way to, to keep it out of the dirt, out of the sand, out of the out of all those elements, you know, and if they ship it to you and it's wrapped up, keep it that way. If you open it to get some out, uh, the best practice is keep some, some, some freaking packing tape with you, cut it in a way in a U shape on the end, pull out what you want and then take that joker back up. Keep all the elements out of the vinyl. Uh, just, the more that stuff collects and then you throw it on your trailer and you drive it, you know, 45 minutes or whatever across town or to the other town. And it's all stacked on top of each other. And it's just doing this the whole way. That's where your scratches are coming from most likely. So you can do a lot of stuff, but I feel like if you don't go there first to prevent that, you're not going to get rid of the scratches carpet. Carpet works great. Moving blankets. That's what he said. Um, he's got some, uh, those work phenomenal. Um, but I think I think your problem is probably coming from the way that you're storing it in, you know, prior to the install or in between um, being used. So I would start there. Um, also, somebody's told me before. I think you can, you can take xylene maybe on a rag um, and and really buff out a lot of those finer scratches pretty easily. And keep a magic eraser with you too. Uh, all that stuff that gets on vinyl, I don't know, is it, it does scuff up kind of takes it right out. So, really. Uh, yeah. So Magic Eraser, I think it's xylene. Don't quote me on that. Maybe somebody will chime in here in a minute and tell you uh, what that chemical is to put on a rag to get rid of those scratches. But keep the sand and dirt from getting onto it. Uh, it's in the air. So, um, yep, that's uh, that's my answer. So thank you, TJ Harmon, for that question. Uh, hopefully that'll help you or somebody else. I was going to say exactly what you said. <laughs> Consider- that was a long answer, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a long answer. Good job, though, bro. What else we got, man? What do you hey, use? Brian, uh, oops, go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. What Brian's got? Brian's got a question. Yeah, he dropped one in, man. We're going to answer it. FWA, Brian? Hey, do you use a separate bank account for payroll checks? Use a payroll company like ADP that has a separate account number on payroll checks or just one main operating account for everything? Huh. What you do, Cannon? I got one. Um, I say that. I say that. I say that. I got one, but we do have like a... We had a savings account um, to let some people frown upon. I said it's not a great idea, but we have it. Um, But, yeah, everything comes out of one account, and that's not always been that way. It used to be differently. It used to be – used to be I would I would, we used to run two accounts to where, you know, we had an operating account, and then we also had what I called a holding account. And so, Dan, say I owed you some money for some fence, and I had to send you like a $20,000 check. Or rather than writing a $20,000 check out of my account and sending it to you, not knowing if it's in cash in three days, four days, five days, or six days, I would pull that money out myself, put it into this account, my holdings account, and write my check out of that to the, uh, damn, boy. (laughs) Appreciate it. Yeah, beer, (laughs) y'all. Yeah. And it's drinking Bush Light. You scared the hell out of me, Mike. So, uh... So you would you would put the twenty grand into your holding account, and then uh, why is that frowned upon? No, no, no. What's frowned upon is the savings account because uh, 
was frowned upon as a savings account because sorry, I had to thank my beer guy. Uh, but because it keeps it keeps your money separated, and when you go to like uh, you know get a line of credit with a vendor or whatever, you're you're not showing uh, as strong of a company because some of your assets are separated, you know, or whatever. I don't I don't know. Hell, yeah. we used to keep a separate account just for the bigger stuff so that we would not make the mistake. But now now uh, we got a bookkeeper in house, and so everything that happens, it's pretty live, and we're we're actually. You know, faster than the bank at knowing what the what the balance is going to be. So we we base everything off of uh, uh, internal accounting nowadays. So no, we don't run more than one account. We have one account and a savings account that you don't have to have. We just have it. You know, I actually I, I run I run three accounts. To be honest with you, well, actually four. I've got my uh, line of credit with the bank, which is one account. <clears throat> I've got. Um, I've got two other checking accounts that I run. One I do just with uh, all my payroll and stuff. I do mix a little bit in it, but mainly payroll. And then I've got another one on for all my operating. And then um, I have a profit account. So the way we're running our spreadsheets now is we know how much profit we're making. And if we pull the profit out of all that into that account, then it's kind of like having a two with toothpaste and you're like, oh, I only got this much to work with, you know, so you squeeze another brushing out of it before you feel like, oh, I got all this money. So we have a profit account that we use. And I learned that on a, a book that I read profit first. My CPA doesn't like it. Tax attorney doesn't like it. But I really don't care what they like. It works. It's an accounting nightmare is what it is. That's why they don't like it. Uh, I don't give I really don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm pulling the profit out, I'm sticking it in there, and that's it. Because you know, it's you know, you got all your profits sitting in there, you're like, Oh man, I got all this money and it just looks real nice and you're like, Oh yeah, I can buy this, I can do that, but if you take it out you know, so uh, that's how I do things, man. Hey, uh, Matt Lowry is asking what what percent are you paying for workers comp? I'm paying 2.39%. No idea. Holy hey, shit. 2.39 is very, very, very good. Um, so my insurance agent happens to be my mom. So I might challenge her after this because mine's a lot closer to four. And that's a ball really? and ass rate. Yeah, hell yeah. That's a ball and ass rate. Damn. I must be doing pretty good then. I you- think. I don't know how the heck's doing. I think maybe we're at three. Have you had any claims? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I'm at three. I don't hey, know. We build fence, you know. We yeah, build fence. You build fence. Um, anyway, um what else we got, man? What else is on the list? All right, so we have an apartment complex being built and the general contractor this is kind of a loaded question here. General contractor wants to bid for 10,000 foot of fence. That's a lot of fence. And 274 walk gates. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Then he says, three-man crew, question mark. Any advice, suggestions are welcome. We want to land the job, but also be a competitive bid. Texas area, all materials are supplied, and it's six-foot DE, dog gear, six-foot dog gear. So, 10,000 foot, 274 gates. That's 274 liabilities, bro. That's what I'm going to tell you right now. That's 274 things that could go wrong. 
um, six foot dog here. Uh, any advice or suggestions are welcome. They want to land the job. What do you think, Dan? Ooh, man. Three man crew. Any advice or suggestions are welcome. So this is this is what I'm thinking. If you want me to answer first, I mean, so I know how many feet per day per man my guys can do on new construction, tear out certain areas in our region. Yep. I would start doing some math, man, and you might be like, oh, I don't know how many feet per man per hour I can do. Well, I think you need to start figuring that out because it makes bidding the job really easy. You know, so ten thousand foot, two hundred seventy four gates, apartment complex, general contractor. This is what I hear, Dan. I like what you're saying. Break it down in the small. If they get two hundred seventy four gates, I'm. I, I have to assume these are like going around individual type yards. Um, yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of cut up stuff, man. I mean, yeah. If it was oh, me, I mean, break I would. It down. Yeah, I would figure out, all right, I'm going to have all my material drop shipped. Um, it, and then understand you're dealing with a general contractor on a rather large job, evidently. And there's going to be a lot of stop and go as well. So know yeah. that you're not just going to roll. It's not like you're rolling into a backyard and you're just going to build, you know, a couple hundred foot of fence and a couple of gates. That's not the way it works at all. Um, there's going to be a lot of stop and go. Uh, you're going to get done with the job. Um Based on the question, you may not have a lot of experience with this. Neither do I, honestly. Um, but they're going to pay you, um, and they're going to keep 5 or 10% of your money for a, for a while. So just know that. Yeah. Like, it's um, getting into a, you're getting into a whole lot of stuff there. Yeah, now, like to, to give you an example, we're doing a med vet right now for, um, for uh, an animal hospital. So Dylan was like, hey, man, this is a lot of aluminum. We got a lot of flange posts, blah, blah, blah. We got some three-foot aluminum going in, but it's going on top of a wall, you know, so it's just three-foot aluminum, all flanged. And, you know, I said, well, figure out what everything is. We figured it out. And I'm like, all right, so they're going to hold 10% of that. Let's throw that on top and, you know, let's roll with it. But it's going to be a one-stop shop done. On this deal with ten thousand foot, uh, I would, um, I'd be like, "Hey, man, are you gonna? When I come in, this is gonna be my stipulations. When I come in, I want to do at least two buildings. I want to do at least this, you know, and maybe work it that way. I don't, I don't know. I don't do a whole lot of commercial stuff. I see Josh Glover's watching. He does a lot of commercial. I know Brian, uh, you know, Fred at Aluminum, Aluminum." With the FWA, he uh, he does commercial stuff. Maybe hit those guys' inboxes up. I know they'll help you. Josh is always willing to help, man. Josh has got a big old long comment here. Yeah, hey, that that job too, man. It also it also goes on to say, also all materials are supplied. Oh, nice. So you don't have to worry. I mean, worry. You don't have to warranty any of that stuff, man. For warping, cracking, the gates warp. Oh, sorry. I didn't supply the material. I just built it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I we, we like to supply our own material. That's how we yeah. make some money. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Uh, good luck with the good luck with the bid process, man. Um, throw a number out there. Make it don't 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 get too competitive. It's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah, because you gotta understand, this is the other thing, man. When you're on a job like that and you're small, 
where could that crew be and how much would they be making if you want a normal job, right? Because you might do just as well. Even though this is one huge job, you might get sail and do just as well. Or better. You could probably do better by doing X amount of residential regular jobs yep. than getting tied up on this one job. Because those guys, they're going to they're gonna think they got you by the balls. Hey, man, you got to be here. Hey, you got to be here on Monday, you know? All right. Uh, question number four or five, I think, man. Well, hey, hey, I want to I read this. Uh, Josh? Yeah, read that. What's, what's he got going on? Can't even click on it, bro. All right, so work comp is set by the state. It's different for every state. Uh, it's going too fast. Your your cost is determined by your EMR, which I think is like a mod rating. Right. Which starts at one. Uh-huh. If you have no claims, you get a lower rate, like 0.8. We've never been that low. And if you have claims, your EMR goes up, say, 1.25 for this example. So if your estate rate works out to be, say, 10000 then 0.8 means you would pay 8000 Right. So uh, I guess what I read in that is every state is going to Yeah, so this is, a, this is a great comment right here. So now that I see this, I think I'm at a, I'm at, I'm at a one. I think that's where I'm at because I don't have any claims or anything. I'm at a one and uh, what do you call it? Um, I was talking to my agent the other day. We're getting ready to re-up and he said that my mod rating is going to go down because I haven't had any claims. So, Hey, yeah. this just in. Josh Glover, one of the smartest peeps in fencing, faux show. Uh, Ashley, I'm telling your husband what you just said. <laughs> Because Nathan Downs is her old man, and he's a smart SOB, let me tell you. So talking about smart, though, I want to talk about this guy right here. This is my good old buddy, old pal, this new voiceover of Fence here, guys. Listen, <laughs> I'm scrolling through TikTok. Uh, was it yesterday I sent that to you? Two days ago. You sent it to me last night, man. Last night. And uh, Sean King pops up, Mr. Fence. And I click it. And I'm watching it, and it's just like a lot of moving shots, okay? But I'm gonna play what I was hearing, guys. I was, I'm, I'm watching the show, or this, this TikTok. It's you know maybe a minute long TikTok or whatever, and it's about halfway through, and I'm like, "Well, that's Dan's voice." <laughs> and then sure enough, Dan pops up on the freaking camera. So look, Dan is the voiceover. I was looking I'm pretty good too. Just saying. Sure was. Here we go. Listen to this, Dan. Listen to what Dan said, y'all. Listen to this. There's guys out there that know how to run a business, but they don't know how to build fence. Or they know how to build fence, they don't know how to run a business. Or even worse. And I'm guilty of this a little bit, too. We think we know how to build a fence. And we think we know how to run a business. What Sean's trying to do, and I've been fortunate enough that he's brought me in on this, is prevent you from learning the lessons that we learned. You know, it's kind of like you with your kid. You want to go ahead and don't touch that stove. You know it's hot, but they're going to touch it and burn themselves. That's what Sean's trying to do. He's trying to say, hey, don't touch that stove, man. Don't do that. And then also, not only is he teaching these guys that, he's doing something for the industry. He's like, hey, we're going we're gonna to raise the tide. If we raise the tide, all the ships will rise, too. We're going to have a better industry, and we're not going to be looked at as just a bunch of guys building fences. This is going to be skilled labor. And I think that's another part that we have an issue with is, our uh, clientele doesn't see us as skilled labor. They think anybody can do it. You don't go to the doctor and say, hey, you know, I want you because you're cheaper. 
Everybody's looking for the best doctor. Well, why aren't you looking for the best fence guy? I couldn't have said it any better myself. You sound better there than you ever do on it. I don't know what he was on that day. <laughs> I don't know, man. I can tell you what I can tell you what I was thinking, like right after I said all that. Now, granted, this was this this was done in twenty twenty two. I mean, no, twenty twenty. Yeah, that's almost two years old. Yeah, like I didn't even know who Josh Glover was at the time. Is that crazy? I didn't even know some of the people that are in our comments. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, yeah, man. So all day yesterday, I had people sending me this TikTok. Well, I see on the TikTok, it gives you a little preview, and it's Sean, and they're raising up, you know, Postmaster. So I'm thinking, okay, everybody's sending me this because we're the Postmaster people down here in Southeast Louisiana and, and on the North Shore region. We are the Postmaster guys. We pound post. I'm like, okay, okay, great, great, great. Um, you know, whatever. I've seen the video because Sean has the same video out for one of his deals. So I didn't watch it. So yesterday, late afternoon, I get a guy that sends it and says, congratulations. And I'm like, okay, maybe Sean mentioned, yeah, Dan Blanc with the Fence King. They're pounding post too, you know, whatever. I was so busy yesterday. It was insane. So I didn't get a chance to uh, to listen to it. Well, Cannon sends it to me last night, like 9.30 or 9 o'clock. I'm just getting in bed. And I'm like, bro, everybody keeps sending me this. He's like, because it's about you. And I'm like, what? Oh, let me go listen. I was like, BRB, you know, be right back. I went back and listened, and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> no wonder everybody was texting this to me. So, yeah, man, that was a little um, soundbite that I did back in 2020 at um, Stainless Seal University in Lebanon, Tennessee. 20, 2020, man. It was March or February of 2020. March, probably. March. It was February 2020 because when I left there, when I left there, Dylan was with me. Dylan came with me. And on the way home, I told Dylan, I said, that's it. We're taking Zach off the truck and we're making him a salesman. And by February 2021, we will be building fence like Sean Bill's fence. And it was March 2021 when I had every single crew finally trained and doing fence to where we could offer a lifetime workmanship warranty and we were finally building fence by ASTM standards. So that was that was a big deal for me, man. So for Sean to put that video out, even, you know, it's like icing on a cake, you know? Yeah. It really is, man. It really is. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm honored that he, uh, that he did that, you know? Hey man, we can't one up you on that one. We one up you everywhere else, but that one is yours. I've been accused of being a one upper. Dan's got a voiceover spot without even knowing. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's that time, guys. Cannon has turned the reins over to me this week. I think because I was laughing my ass off at this uh, breaking news, guys. So this breaking news is brought to you by Job Nimbus. Be more competitive. Be more profitable. 
be more, I don't know, Cannon, that's your bit, right? Be more uh, efficient, productive. Yeah. We love you, Job Nemesis. Sorry I slaughtered that. So this week's breaking news is Washington woman gets stolen car stuck in fresh concrete with child and bottle of whiskey. Huh? The hell is that all about, right? So apparently this woman was arrested after she allegedly drove a stolen car into fresh concrete and became stuck before trying to flee with a child and a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> the incident happened Monday. Crews were pouring a concrete for a stretch of pavement around a traffic circle. Um, so uh, they tweeted, thanks to a series of poor choices by an individual who had a bottle of whiskey in hand, our pavement pouring at the Northgate roundabout is set back. Um, so there's a photo of a Mini Cooper, right? <laughs> um, Benji, you're going to have to put this on MyFenceLife.com, put these pictures, but this lady literally has a Mini Cooper buried in concrete, <laughs> and there's a cop standing there, and there's a guy, like, trying to smooth out the concrete around the car. <laughs> so a 32-year-old woman was driving with her four-year-old son in the back seat, right? I stole the car, right? Yeah, yeah. So after the woman got stuck in the concrete, people were like, she was throwing a television, an instant pot, and a half-empty bottle of whiskey out, which apparently was all stolen, Okay. So there's a picture of where the car was and all these guys like standing around scratching their head like, how the hell are we going to fix this shit? And they're trying to spread it all out, man. It's great. So investigators learned that the vehicle and the other items were stolen from the suspect's mother. She like, screw this. I'm taking my kid. I'm taking my whiskey, your Instapot and television, and I'm out. Right? The woman, whose name was not immediately released, was booked into jail on suspicion of negligent driving with additional charges of theft. And then there's a picture of everything all nice and smoothed out like she never went through. <laughs> Meanwhile, the city said a contractor team was working hard to repair the damage. Benji, you got to get these pictures up on MyFenceLife.com. This is freaking awesome. Uh, thank you, Job Nimbus, for our... Uh, Breaking news, man. That's great stuff. <laughs> so, I just felt the need to get some hype in there, bro. Yeah, man. Me too. Who's this Waylon Norman guy? Yeah, man. Uh, finally seen hit the that. live show. Hey, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for following along and uh, welcome to the party. Yeah, yeah. Hope you're hey, drinking so something good. Need gate operators? Need access control? Need video surveillance equipment? Southwest Automated Security is your one-stop shop. They're dedicated to being the nation's leader in service, customer relationships, and education. Click the link in the show notes to find an SAS near you. Joseph Rivers, this is a this is a good question from Joseph. He says, "What's the best advice to a small company who's tight on cash flow?" Ooh. Ooh. Man, um, that's tough, bro. I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. I'm over here looking for the answers. I don't <laughs> What's the best advice? Uh, I don't know, bro. Cash flow can be a problem. Cash flow can be good. Cash flow can be bad. You know, um, you can have cash flow and uh, and think you got all the money in the world and realize you're spending somebody else's money and then you end up robbing Peter to pay Paul. 
or you can be tight on cash. You're like, holy shit, what's going on? Uh, if you're tight on cash, man, I think you need to start looking at your expenses. You need to start looking at your uh, your profit margin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, bring your expenses down. Um, you know, I had a cash flow issue a few months back, and that's why we just cut everything to the bone. Cash flow went up. We looked at uh, where our waste was, looked at waste and labor, things like that, man. And then we started addressing our sales. That that affects cash flow. We started addressing, um, we started looking at our profit margin and where we were, and now we're tracking it totally differently, um, which Canon loves. Because uh, right. we can now talk about those things, but there's a lot of things, man. If you have any cash flow issues, uh, give me a call, right? We can talk about it, and maybe I can help lead you in the right direction. Well, he may not be having issues, but you know, it's something we all. I mean, it's, damn, it's, it's business, and yeah. it's not a bad thing, I don't think. So, like, as you as your company grows, um, I said, Josh, in the comments here, Josh always says, "Hey, look, don't outrun your capital. Don't." outrun your capital okay so as we do more work the work tends to get bigger there tends to be more that goes on at one time because we're faster we're more efficient you know um i mean just this is like a microeconomics right here (laughs) we we build fence today what would have took three days four or five years ago you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we're better. Okay. Here's what's not improved. We've gotten better. People don't pay us no faster. You know, the people that still wanted to take four or five days of pay, they still take four or five days of pay. The, st- the people that still want to take two or three weeks to pay, they still take two to three weeks to pay. So I think the thing is this, um, receivables, you gotta, you gotta figure out a way to get money fast. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't finance people yourself. You know, you, hey, no. I need, we need to do this job and we need to get paid for it. We need to collect, you know, today. We're going to finish the job today. We need to, we need to collect today. Um, that Those kind of conversations need to happen. Um, that's, that's starters. Two, um, if we're out running that, um, what we've recently done, we, we, we brought our sales team into the collections process. Like, hey, you sold the fence. They owe us some money. Go get it. That. Do that final follow-up. Make sure it is what you delivered, what you sold them, you know, and ask for that final balance. Hey, we, well, man, we need to collect that $7,500. Would you like for me to come by? What it, What do you got to do to get that money into the door? Uh, Josh over here, yeah. great ideas to reduce your inventory. Yeah. You know, inventory is 100% money sitting on the ground. And if you don't have to have it, try to get rid of it. But how do you get rid of it? You got to sell it, you know. Uh, well, and I don't think, you know, if you're getting desperate, you might have to liquidate stuff. But, you know, go find what you got out there. You might you might say, hey, look, we, if, we've we got way too much five-foot black chain link. We need to maybe drop the price on that. Let's just move it. Let's just move it because if I can clear up that big pile right there, that's $15,000, $20,000 right there. You know, let's figure out a way to move that stuff. Hey, I'm not going to uh, say who said this, but I know a guy who will sell jobs at cost just to keep his guys working. To get material out, and you don't realize it, but your cash flow goes up. You know, even though because you're getting rid of that inventory, and work's getting slow, cash is getting tight. You got all this inventory, 
you, you got to do that sometimes for just a little bit just to get that get over that hill you know mm-hmm. that's what i did man um you know when ryan came in he's like hey man you need better cash flow so we did inventory and he's like so what are you doing i'm like well I'll order a month at a time he's like well cut it down to two weeks so we went ahead and used inventory up to, to the point to where I was like, hey, I need to get a freaking delivery Wednesday or Thursday. My guys aren't going to be able to put anything in the ground. And I did that for a couple of cycles. And then before you know it, cash flow went up. Mm-hmm. So there's creative ways to get out of that. Yeah, it's it's tough though. I mean, I, I'll give you some examples here. We 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 did part of it a vinyl fence. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Man, I can't help it, bro. I'm reading these comments. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean. I know it's rude to interrupt you, but yeah, you're rude. I'm sorry, so bro. We, we did some vinyl fence recently. Some large vinyl fence uh, jobs, um, which did two things: one, it depleted a lot of our vinyl. Um, two, there were commercial projects tied to the state, mind you. Ooh, okay. ooh. And so, what do you think? Well, they're not. They're not going to pay us. You know, we're not going to get done and go knock on our door and collect a check and tell you that, you know. Right. Meanwhile, we depleted a lot of our inventory. So so then you get yourself into this little conundrum. It's like, okay, we can, re- we can replenish what we used, okay? However, if we do that, we're not getting – we're not taking advantage of the volume, you know. So if I go out and buy five skids worth of vinyl – I'm not taking advantage. I'm not getting. I'm not getting the competitive rate, you know. So then you find yourself in this situation. It's like, all right, do we pay more, get it here, or do we go ahead and fill up a truckload? That might be kind of hard to pay for, so that we can maintain that competitiveness and just know we're going to collect on these receivables, you know, in 30 days or so, you know. So what do you do? You know, you you, you always are making these decisions i feel like as a business owner that's that's your job is to make these decisions um so i i definitely don't have the answers you just can't you can't outrun it you can't forget it you gotta you gotta stay on top of it you gotta look often you can't just um uh you you cannot allow yourself to get caught up in you know the daily motions of running the fence company and and just ignore it you know what i mean you can't do that so uh Check off and check weekly. Take a look at your balance sheet weekly. Take a look at your receivables yeah. weekly. Take a look at your payables weekly. Um, keep an eye on your inventory levels. Know all of that stuff, you know, at all times. And just... Um, well, not only that, Ken, and don't be afraid to call other fence guys in the industry that you know are successful. Hey, guy, man, I'm running into this issue. Don't, don't be ashamed because guess what? They've ran into that issue before, too. And then you'd be like, hey, what is this? What is that? What is all right, that's your problem. Do this, do that. Right. And and that's 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 great advice, man. Um, you know, that that is great advice. Uh, so Benji McKinney here, he says um uh, his his advice would be just don't ex- overextend yourself. Keep expenses as low as possible and find free ways to advertise, including Facebook, Google Business, next door, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Tons of value doing that. Tons of value there. Uh, hey, I saw another comment here. Jeff. Jeff says the biggest problem for smaller companies is they worry a whole lot about what everybody else is doing. And that is a big problem. Yeah. Um, Man, so I was cracking up during your talk earlier. And I'm sorry. I was reading the comments. 
And Chris Steele made a comment on my breaking news, and he said, was the concrete wet set or dry packed? Oh, that was on the screen while you were reading that. I know, well, I'm sorry. I was reading. And <laughs> what was pretty funny about it is is um, Kenny Dugan said had to be wet set. They couldn't pull it out if it was dry packed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dude, that is a great fucking ass. <laughs> it was great. But um, – Josh Glover asks, who is going to AFAU? Can it? I think, Dan? I think so. Are you going? Me? Yeah. I would miss it for the world, bro. Really? Yeah. Why? Are you uh-huh. going? No, I'm not going. But Dylan is going, and he's going to gate operator school, and it's gonna be a crazy it's gonna be a crazy time, man. I better have my cash flow in order because Dylan's gonna be gone for a week doing that. And then on the tail end of that, me and three of my guys are going up to Springfield, Missouri for the free, did, did you hear that? Free Stan and Seal University in Springfield, Missouri up at Joe Everest's place. So, um, yeah. You like that free stuff, don't you? Dude, I like free. I like free. Free, 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 free. free. And uh, Joshua said Dan's pumpkin plan book is a great, great advice. Some people don't agree with me. They like uh, you're not the real fence king because you don't do vinyl, you don't do chain link, you don't do blah 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 blah. But the pumpkin plan by Mike Bakalkowitz said, "Hey, do what you're good at, do what you're proficient at, and you'll make money." And guess what? I'm making money. So thank you, Mike Bakalkowitz. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Ken Throckmorton's going to the AFAU. <laughs> Of so course, I'm actually participating on. in the OMS uh, course. Oh, really? Which runs? That's a several day course, man. But it runs and it runs through Halloween. So I, I think we're going to have a Halloween costume. Okay. Um, so I had two guys do the OMS school last time, and don't get mad at me, Josh. But I was a little, I was a little disappointed in it, man, because. They taught you a lot of stuff, but the stuff that was on the test was more in the book that they didn't teach you. So I had a guy that went that was kind of like, I could have just studied the book and not went to the class. So he was a little frazzled by it when he got to the uh, to the test. So, But it was still a great school. I read through the stuff, great stuff. Um, but other than that, man... Uh, Operation Management School is a great thing. There's a lot of great info in there, and Veronica and Josh did an amazing job with it. What is it, about six days of, or five? Several days of, of, of class, man. It's a lot. Yeah, I think my guy that went, he was just more like I was expecting them to teach us what was in the book, so then that way uh, I can. Uh, he says I didn't write the test. His defense. <laughs> In my defense, I didn't write the test. I don't know. Maybe teach what's on the test. I don't know. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's just my opinion. Who am I, right? A lot of times they say that we don't teach to the test. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What does this button do? Ooh. Damn. Look at me. What? what? Go back. Expert stainless steel. Five-gallon buckets. One-gallon buckets. Realgoodstain.com. Who else we got in the comments, man? Chris Steele wants to know what my interest rate is. Ooh, Chris. Uh, I don't know. Interest rate on what? Uh, line of credit? 
I don't I know. It's that. like half percent or something. Something stupid. All right. So live show announcements. Um, here's a here's a good one. This is a damn blunt question. One hundred percent. Ooh. It's a soft. It's a softball pitch. Ready? It's a softball pitch. Yeah. What do you use to clean your boots before entering your facility? <laughs> Boy, let me tell you. Um, I am actually wearing flip flops to work today, so uh, my flip flop cleaner is working really well. Um, I don't know, man. We don't. Uh, we don't have a place like Cannon does where guys are coming in and out. My guys are at a yard. My office is separate. I promise you. Huh? They're not wiping their boots, even if they are. No, no. My guys aren't wiping their boots. So, um, but uh, I don't know, man. I see those little you know, brush things that people not, use, and they rub their feet yeah. in like this. So it's, like, it's like a broom on the bottom and two brooms on the side, and you just I feel rub like, your foot through it. I feel like Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Because they have booties for customers' houses. What are y'all doing inside the house? What? Yeah. I don't go yeah, in people's houses. Inside the house, bro. I don't either. How is everyone's year turning out versus uh, years past? Eh, it's hard for me to say, Jeff. Um, last year, I had a hurricane. This year, I didn't. So there's no comparison. I'm interested to see how everyone's year turning out versus years past. Can it? You're busy. You rocking and rolling, man. You growing like crazy, bro. Tired over here, man. I'm tired. I know you are, man. It's hard for you and I to even have a phone call. You're so busy for, uh, with uh, everything that's going on. But well, I was I was a good candidate. I felt like for that question about how do you not outrun your cash flow or whatever, you know? Because we we are growing. We're adding revenue every year, and it's a uh, you know how do you how do you do how do you how do you how do you sell? How do you install more fence? You know, how do you how do you collect more checks? You know, well, you got to put more yeah. fence in, or you got to sell it for a higher price. You got to do something. You know, right, right. And, and and so it's a it's a it's a bit of a whirlwind, you know. But it's it's been good. It's been good. We got we got some new vehicles and trailers, and we we got some stuff going on. Yeah. But we 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 uh, it's a big price to uh, big price to to pay to play the game. I guess. You know? Yeah, next year is going to be my year to grow. Um, last year, I was supposed to just coast, make sure everything was right, let the water settle, make sure our processes and procedures were right, and then I was going to grow this year. I was trying to be methodical about it, and um, we had the hurricane hit, and that threw everything for a loop. So now I'm back to, we're going to ride the rest of this year out come January, um, we're going to start implementing a lot of things. I'm working on a lot of, uh, I'm working on a lot of things, man. Working on a lot of things that are going to come, uh, to our region that no one else does. All that good stuff, you know? Dude, the comments are blowing up. I can't keep up with them. <laughs> uh, well, we got some good people that follow the show. That's so fun. Jeremy Veach. So he said his, his last name is. Like it's pronounced like beach, like like the beach by the ocean, but with a V. I don't. I, I like it's, it. Uh, I like your pronunciation better. Yet, yet, <laughs> please. Hey, uh, Jeremy Veach, Veach says, "What is your most used, and what is what is your most used slash beneficial type of advertising for a new location?" Where is that at? 
It's, it's like right there on the screen. You don't see that? Oh, I'm looking over <laughs> in the right. I'm sorry. What is your most used beneficial type of advertising for a new location? Dude, I mean, I just know what I know, man. I'm, I'm a, you know, when I started out, I built my business off of a sign that said need offense to where I literally uh, trademarked it for my region. And now all my friends are using it. Chris Gash uses need offense. I got another guy in Plaquemines uses need offense. David Gatto uses need offense. If you can, you know, trademark need offense in your area, put it on a freaking sign with your phone number and people are going to call. Um, then, and then I see Benji. Top priority is Google business listing. Yes. Yeah. yes. Google, Google business listing, Google AdWords. That is by far. Yeah. Like, what do you do if you go, if you're in a new location, Jeremy, and you want to know where to eat pizza, what do you do? Seriously, what do you do? Pizza near me. Yeah. Pizza near Pensacola, wherever the hell you are. You know, you just type that in and, Voila, you know, so I would I would say Google has to be number one, Facebook, number two, uh, website, number three, like in those orders. But they kind of need to go in tandem. You know what I mean? Um, And then don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to like uh, get business cards and brochures and go uh, door knockers. Yeah, man, that's how that's how people get elected to be mayor. They they, they get out and they shake hands, and and yeah. this is no different. You know, you got to let people know that you're in the race. You know, that's what the that's what the people that want to be mayor do. They let them know, hey, I'm in the race, and this is what I can do for you. You know, and yeah, man, I mean, I'm I'm 23 years in, and I'm still posting on my Google business listing a couple times, three times a week. Um, but you know what? You got a Google business listing, and what do you need to do? You need to call Benji over at uh, cleverfox.online, get him to build your website. So when people get on your Google listing, they got somewhere to go, right? And start building your brand on Facebook and do door knockers, do yard signs. Oh, man, talking about yard signs, Ken and I, we just uh, hooked up with a company that will help you get your yard signs, your door knockers, everything you need. Just go to the link in the uh, in the description and uh, get you a discount on some yard signs. Get real affordable. Yeah, 18 yeah. by 24 or whatever. That's big, big signs, wire stakes. Yeah. Hey, I like this comment from Chris Steele. He says, every UFC fighter takes a break during a fight. Sometimes it's growth. And sometimes it's a year for stabilizing. Yeah, I agree with every, that, man. Every fighter takes a break in the middle of the fight. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to, I don't know. I mean, this is just my opinion. You know, you know what they say about opinion, opinions, right? Especially um, swamp butt opinions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Did you yeah, notice man. I didn't say that this, this today in the, in, the, in the intro? I was a little distracted. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, thank you. But not saying swamp butt or armpit <laughs> when you refer to my region of the United States. All right, all right, all right. About your opinion, what's your what's your asshole opinion? <laughs> what's my asshole opinion on uh, taking a break? Yeah, man, I, I think it's good. You know, you just grow, 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 and then you don't get to catch the mistakes. So let's let's spend this year figuring out where we need to fix and hone our guys and get everything right let the wave settle and then all right boom let's let's go at it and let's start making some changes and making some differences so there's some things we're doing right now that i'm like eh, 
you know, I think we could do better, but we're still doing them. And next year, well, I'll tell you one thing right now, pants. I wanted to do, I wanted my guys to wear pants every day uh, this yeah. year. But you know what? Boots and boots. Right. Well, they're all wearing boots. And guess how we implemented them wearing boots every day? Every uh, Christmas, we give them a $200 allowance. And they can get on our uh, Ariat.com that we get a discount through the AFA with and buy a pair of boots up to 200 bucks. So some guys got a pair of boots and some insoles. We do that every year. So it's like, all right, now that I bought the boots, uh, where's the boots I bought? Right. So I got them wearing boots, and uh, Dylan said, what are we going to do about pants? Because we'll get another uh, little check with our workman's comp if they're wearing pants, right? Um, I was like, hey, we got to do the old frog in a pot of bowl, boiling water, you know? If you got a boiling pot of water and you throw a frog in it, he's going to jump right out. But if you put a frog in a pot of water and you turn the heat on, he'll sit there and boil to death, right? Nice and slow. So now that uh, winter's coming in, everybody's wearing pants. So I'm like, hey, guys, we're going to be wearing these pants. So they're all going to get these pants. And when spring comes and it starts warming up, it's like, hey, what are you doing with shorts on? We wear pants. And I'm going to do like that. So it takes a little time with some people. You can't come in with an iron fist. This is what we're doing. If you don't like it, leave, especially when you had guys been working for you for five years, you know. So um, that's what we're doing. Anyway. Chris says, dance L.A., Louisiana, don't put them boys in pants. Man, uh, I don't know, man. I, I think I'm kind of torn on it myself. But we're we're doing a little bit more commercial work, and I've actually got on our schedule next week a, a job. And this is this is going to sound kind of ludicrous, uh, Dano. But um, the um, sorry, I just got this text message from this guy. I said it works great. He loves his gate. Thank you, thank you, guy. Thank you, guy. He yeah, loves his thank gate. you, guy, with the great work gate. <laughs> You're welcome, bro. You're welcome. I just saw that. If I got a text from a customer, I would be floored. Like. Well, how did you get my number? <laughs> nah, this dude is cool as hell, man. He's a politician type guy. He's good to know. So, hey, um, what the hell was I talking about? Oh, pants. Yeah, you know, we get this job scheduled next week, and I put on the schedule: must wear pants, boots, hard hats. Uh-huh. Take your take your vest with you. You know, so yellow vest. But I was like, man, that's not. What if the job gets moved around, or what if what if you know? What if what if people come in and I need to send somebody to a job like this and everybody's wearing shorts? You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like you're gonna get to a point where you just have to say, "Hey, look, you got to be ready for it every day." You know, well, you have jeans, you know. You know, this is where I'm at with it, man. So I, I I do like little reconnaissance missions, and I go sit outside Lowe's from six a.m. to eight a.m. just to see who comes. How are they advertising? Are they wearing shirts? Are they wearing pants? Are they wearing boots? Um, are they ride, driving raggedy ass trucks? You know, I, I want to see what am I going against. So when I'm talking to a customer, I can say, "Hey, look, we don't have that problem with fence gang. You know, we're pulling up in a truck that's not going to leak oil on your driveway. We're pulling up in a trailer that all the lights work, the brakes work." You know, commercial insurance, 
all those good things, right? Uh, and when you know that your competitors don't have that, it's a one-up. Well, Fitz King's got the brand. All the trucks are wrapped. All the guys are wearing the same shirts. Uh, we probably send out the best estimate in our area when it comes to the estimate, the warranties, the pictures, the whole the whole nine. And then I get my guys show up in basketball shorts and boots. Yeah, no, it doesn't look good. Everybody needs to be wearing pants, so... I found something that's affordable. I wanted really to do true work, and I was going to uh, buy the true work pants for them, but some of the guys kind of complained, and uh, one of my guys, Zach, found these Wrangler uh, pants that are like kind of like Dickies. They got cargo uh, zips on them and everything. 25 bucks, Walmart. Even better. You get three for the price of one. Yeah, so by the time uh, January comes around, everybody will be wearing either khaki or gray with uh, Fence King shirts. And when they pull up to your house, we're going to look like a real company. You're going to feel like, all right, this is why I paid more to the Fence King. This is why I hired the Fence King. Um, and that's, perception is everything, man. It's everything. So that's how I built the Fence King off of perception. Look in the pants that firefighters wear. What kind of pants do they wear, Kenny? You know, Kenny and I uh, just did a podcast that's going to drop in a couple weeks. That'd be fun. Yeah, he's a good guy, man. I like Kenny. Hey, uh, another question we had here. I'll answer this one. This is uh, this is from Sam Wisenhunt with W uh, W Home Solutions. And, and uh, what does it say if you need a fence or water treatment? Hey, this is Sam. Woo! You know the guy? Yeah, yeah, he does that woo. It's like, it's kind of weak sometimes. Sam, you need to tighten up on that woo, bro. If you're trying to be, hey guys. if you're trying to be a Matt Warner woo, you slacking, bro. He's like, hey guys, this is Sam from W Home Solutions. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> he tells he's had a damn day, uh, but he always does it. All right, he says, hey, what tool do you use to notch tubing when building gates? Um, sliding, rolling, and swing. Chain link, Sam Wisenhunt. So I wanted to answer that question because we have the SWI fence, the one they sell on our website. It's a heck, H E C K. Well, heck, electric pipe notcher. And so this is a um, this machine. It's a it's a two twenty machine that you plug in, and it's got every different size hole up to like two and a half inches, I think. And it's just a hydraulic. Up and down, there's all these dies going up and down all the time when it's on, and you literally just push your pipe in there, uh, Sam, and 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 when that piece goes up, your pipe will slide in, and boom, that thing will cut that pipe smooth, no stress, no sweating, no grunting, nothing. You just shove it in there, pull it back out, and it's cut, and you flip it over and do it again. Um, but that's that's from heck. We picked ours up from. Um, off the internet from from the swifence.com website they sell a lot of tools at, at that wyoming um headquarters so um heck pipe notcher for for the wind um we've had the other types of pipe notchers where they're on the wall and they work um but sometimes you got to really pull on them dies and if you change pipes a lot uh diameter pipe that you got a notch you've either got to change the die that's in those 
or you just got to get multiple um, notchers, notchers, one for each size of pipe. But I will tell you, as a pipe uh, wall thickness increases, it gets really difficult to notch that pipe with a manual notcher. So if you're going to be doing much um, gate building at all, I strongly suggest get that uh, get that electric pipe notcher. It'll 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 make your day for sure. Yeah, those things work great, man. They work You're really well. You're talking about yards, you? Yeah, we got we got our own little. Uh, so so this is cool, cool as hell. Actually, Uzi Marketing made our own my fence life page for fence or yard signs. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think they made it just yet. I mean, I literally, I literally got the the uh, code yesterday. So um, you can still go to it, but they're gonna brand the entire web page for us, man. So it's gonna be nice. Uh, Alan Edwards says he has a heck manual notcher and it works. Uh, it 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 can be work. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, bro. Uh, we we did that for a long time and it's it does work. It's just like damn. Yeah, those work great, but those electric grunt. ones are awesome. You got to grunt. Uh, we got any more, man? Any more questions? We get kind of long. Band, real, real simple one. Um, what gauge? And this this is this is not even a good question here. Uh, this is what gauge do you normally use for four foot galvanized chain link fence? And that was from Eric to Meyer. Um, Eric, I would say the two common sizes, uh, the two common gauges for four foot chain link galvanized, you're gonna have nine gauge and eleven and a half gauge. Yeah. Eleven and a half is gonna be pretty common in a yep. residential um, setting. Nine gauge and anything, uh, you know, mid weight commercial. Um, so those those are the two. Um, there there are um, there is a twelve and a half gauge that floats around that that is used sometimes for like temporary type fences. Um, and that one gauge makes a big difference, you know. That one number makes a pretty good difference. Yeah, it does, man. Uh, um, what is Josh saying? We're definitely leaving an impression. What is he talking about? Yeah. So uh, Chris Steele said he's team no pants. So uh, oh, me too, me too, bro, me too. <laughs> yeah, but we're talking about he, everybody's like laughing out loud at his stuff because that would definitely leave an impression if he showed up with no pants on. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, you just got married, bro. You're on your honeymoon. Shouldn't you be doing stuff that doesn't doesn't require pants? Come on, man. Get your act together, bro. Honeymoon. I wouldn't be watching Cannon and I. I mean, we do look pretty nice, though. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> uh well daniel hey man that that kind of summarizes uh i think that was about seven questions that we we probably eight questions i think that we did i think i think you guys tonight got a lot of value for your time um if you feel like you didn't get what you paid for take it up with somebody else's you know yeah man do you know do you know kenny dugan do i know kenny yeah dugan? have you met kenny dugan Mm-mm. yeah so kenny if you could picture him in a speedo right now yeah you would really be laughing kind of hard. <laughs> Chris Steele like said that his old lady heard us. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I like the tool belt idea. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Hey, thank you for uh, listening. Thank you for watching. Don't forget, we have three shows a week, Monday morning. Uh, we got a show that drops thanks to uh, Expert Stain and Seal. Wednesday morning, we got a show that drops thanks to uh, my salesman. Get rid of those tire kickers, defense software you should be using. And uh, Friday morning, we drop this show live 
this live show. We drop it uh, Friday mornings, man. So we got you uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, My Fence Life. We appreciate right. you listening. Uh, learn more. Find out where the hey, breaking guys. news is on MyFenceLife.com. And next week, we got Dan Williams back. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to have to have a talk with that guy before he gets on. He goes yep, so, <laughs> He goes ham. Thank you for listening. Uh, do us a favor. Like the show. Share the show. Uh, become a part of the show. We appreciate your visit. MyFenceLife.com. Let us know what you want to see on My Fence Life. Until then, we'll see you next week. Keep on fencing. Thank you for listening to the My Fence Life podcast and a special shout out to our sponsors, Southwest Automated Security, our flagship sponsor and your one-stop shop for gate operators, access control and video surveillance. Expert Stain and Seal. RealGoodStain.com. Job Nimbus, the best contractor software this side of the Mississippi. Rachel with My Salesman, the lead qualifying software. No, before you go. D&D Technologies, the world's largest and most trusted gate hardware manufacturer and home of the industrial metal Shut It Badass Hinge. And Benji with CleverFox.online, helping businesses digitally outfox the competition. We invite you to leave us a review. Your five-star ratings and reviews help spread the word to others in our industry. You can connect with Dan and Cannon on Instagram and Facebook at My Fence Life. The concepts and methods discussed are just the perspective of Dan, Cannon, and their guests. We hope these ideas inspire you to go out there and crush it in your own business. I'm Mr. Producer, reminding you to click follow on your podcast app to receive notifications of future episodes of My Fence Life. Thank you.